The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? So we're drinking St. Bernardus Prior 8. It's a double bock. It's a double. Okay, we like the doubles. This one's pretty dark. Yeah, really dark. It looks basically like a mug of root beer. That's what it looks like. With the foamy head. I mean, it does. It looks like a mug of brown root beer, not not. Black root beer. Well, yeah, yeah, but root beer's brown. Yeah. So it's ABV is 8%. Okay. It's a 93 on the Beer Advocate. Good. It's one of those huge bottles again. It's a deep garnet, medium tawny color. The smell is weaker, but it has some black fruits in it. Maybe some caramel and malt that you can smell. The taste is monochromatic, delicate fruit flavors, embattled malt, sweetness. Kind of a boozy warmth is what it says. These are brewed in tanks for three months before being bottled conditioned. Mm-hmm. And the result is a naturally carbonated, quote, living beer, mm-hmm. close quote, that's supposed to satisfy the taste of even the most discriminating beer drinker. Well, that wow. would be you. That You're the most discriminating right? beer drinker. Right? <laughs> All right. Let's taste this bad boy. It's got still about an inch head on it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's quite good. Wow, I like that. That's quite good. You know what's crazy is that takes me way back all of a sudden. And we talked about root beer. Yeah. You're going to think this is gross probably. But there was this place that made a dark beer like this that was close to like how smooth a Guinness is. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of bitterness. It's one lane. And they would do beer floats. Oh. And at first- Beer and ice cream? Yeah. And at first I was like, come on. That's interesting. That sounds terrible. (laughs) I had one. It was good. And it was good. And this beer tastes just like that. Wow. Yeah. But it's definitely more similar to the other double buck we tasted. Yeah, which was much more in our lane. Than to the triple or quadruple box. I mean, I I can drink those and they're like, you know, hey, I'm trying a triple buck, you know, I guess if that's, if there's an award for that. But it's not as enjoyable for me. No. You know. But this tastes more like a decent beer. Yeah, it tastes like a good beer. Yeah. I expected more to it. Because it's so dark. Because it's so dark, but it's really good. Yeah. No, it's a lovely... It's not heavy. It's a lovely flavor profile. It's very drinkable. Even though it was gassing vigorously at the beginning, that's really slowed down a bit. Yeah, it's not too and As busy. it flattens out, it's going to get better. 
I think this is going to get a lot better. Yeah. Do you have to let these Belgiums that are bottled like this, they're bottled very similar to wine with a cork. Yeah. You have to let them off gas. Yeah. I think we that's noticed right. the last beer, in fact, was better as we way waited. better, way better, way yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. I like this beer. Yeah. I can put the priorate on my list. Yeah. I could too. Chapter 27. 27. So, interesting chapter. Very. Amy's just, at this point, done with the whole dungeon thing. Yeah. She made a big deal about, like, trying to you know, compartmentalize Dan and put him aside. Yeah. On a side table. And just not deal with that and deal more with her... Um, it's her own life. Well, the the financial part of it, the yeah. new information she has, so then she wants to investigate further. Yeah, so she decides to go and dig into the data about John's bad right. dealings. Right. And so her strategy is to tackle it by finding the Alex Liu person's contact or somehow like digging into who she is and what mm-hmm. she's all about. Mm-hmm. And so she digs through her files and she finds an old contact who had a Stanford University connection where Alex Liu went to school. And she reaches out to this person who she had met before, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody John had introduced her to, who, you know, she probably wasn't that enamored with. And even though he had tried to hit on her again, she had always pushed him away. But she reaches out to him and agrees to go to the hottest little restaurant in New York for dinner. Right. So she gets herself all dolled up and she goes out to dinner with this guy Mm -hmm. and she digs a little bit into this Alex person and doesn't really get a lot of information. She realizes that there may be some relationship between her and the guy who had made a billion dollars, who had a questionable business structure where even if his bonds went to shit, he made money on the insurance side. So, you know, there's some kind of weirdness there. But the thing is, she kind of creates an instant relationship with this guy, Raphael, mm-hmm. and gives him a smooch and heads off home in a cab. And I that's think, kind of the, the, the whole chapter. I think she's romanticized by the simplicity of, of the exchange of just being human. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she actually took in, when she's in her Amy mode, you know, she doesn't really look at the people in the dungeon as sexual objects. I mean, she was aware of things like, oh, he's got a hard on or he's got this or that or the other. But this time, because of the nature of the outing, she was actually like a little bit intrigued by Raphael in the sense of like, thought in the lighting he was handsome, paid attention to how he kissed her. Well, that's the thing. They're feeding each other dessert. They're kissing, they're necking. There's a lot of courting behavior going on. Mm Mm-hmm. He's basically saying, I want to fuck you. And she's yeah, like, he invited no. her to his place he's, twice. She's like, no, no, not tonight. Maybe the next time. She's playing hard to get. Yeah, coy. Coy, yeah. So, you know, the chapter didn't add a lot of intrigue to the conversation. She does end the chapter with this notion that it's really time for Erica to come home. And she's yeah. done in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and that's where it's left. So there's still lots of loose ends. We don't know what's happening with John and his wife. We don't know what's really going to happen with Dan at all. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's happening with Rafa, really. Lots of loose ends. Yeah, yeah. 
plenty of story yet to tell. Oh, yes. Chapters to come. Yes. Exciting. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.